Thank you for listening to Curious Cat, where we explore the shadowy space where science and the supernatural collide. I'm your host, Jennifer Holtz. Join me every week to examine what it means to be a soul in a meat suit. Welcome to Curious Cat. disclosure, this week's topic stems from a conversation I had with someone I love. I'm not naming them for two reasons. First, I didn't ask permission. And second, we have such rich, fantastic conversations. I never want them to think whatever we speak about in confidence is somehow fodder for curious cat. During that conversation, we spoke about something others have expressed to me as well, this fear that comes hand in hand with those first attempts to open up and strengthen psychic muscles. I'd like to share some helpful information and expand on that for you, offered in love. If it resonates, then I am eternally grateful. If it does not, let it fall to the earth like raindrops. Fair warning, This may feel like the speed dating equivalent of a lesson in intuition, but I did some deep journaling and serious pondering to reduce the information into what follows to make the best use of your time and attention. One other caveat, I'm a newbie when it comes to opening up my third eye or intuition. I'm not a veteran master teacher Yoda or anything like that. I'm coming to this subject with very little experience, but an open heart. There are great classes on intuition taught online by some of the people I've been lucky enough to interview over the last year, including the Blue Collar Spiritualist, Miss Molly Nose, Monique Pliakis, Derek Condit, and others. Also, Karen Rontowski, who teaches tarot, is honing her intuitive skills. If you listen to her show, then you'll know that, or if you follow her on Patreon. And if you visit her website, karenrontowski.com, you may find links to great teachers and classes that she recommends. Also, I'd like to begin with remembering the best teachers when it comes to classes, they define success as teaching students that will no longer need them. Gatekeepers force students to return and return and return in perpetuity. They meet out lessons in baby-sized bites, and that is not a healthy teacher. That's a gatekeeper. All that said, before you begin to open up those uh, that intuition, that intuitive ability, it's important to ground yourself and release energies that are not yours or no longer serve you, as well as collect up the bits of, the, of you that you've scattered here and there just living life. So I'm swear I'm not roping you into a meditation. This is a simple exercise you can do anywhere to shed energies and return your own essence to you. I thought of it during a morning meditation, thanks to my angels of the North, East, South, and West. So I hope that it helps you and it resonates. So with your eyes open, inhale air deep into your belly. 
As you slowly exhale out the junk, look around you. Identify earth, air, fire, and water in your surroundings. Earth may be the rug beneath your toes or a patch of dirt outside the window. Air may be a ceiling fan uh, that's rotating above your head or the rustling of tree leaves. Fire might be the sun shining through the leaves of a tree. It might be a light bulb. It could even be a candle that you've lit, flame flickering on a table nearby. Water can be a hydro flask on your desk, a puddle of rain on the sidewalk, fog in the treetops out the window, a cat's water bowl, sweat on your brow, earth, air, fire, water. Repeat the exercise and feel your spirit settle back into your body and really sense that feeling of fullness. You're whole. You're complete. You are in the present moment. Another quick one is look at your bare toes. You're in the present moment. You're focused on now. Before I share the tips, I feel like I'm just like dragging that out. I realize that both the word intuition and phrase psychic abilities come with baggage, lots and lots of baggage. They are often referred to as gifts, as if they are endowed to some and not to others. And that is not true. If there's one common thread between the mediums and psychics I've been fortunate enough to interview is that we all have innate intuitive abilities. We can all expand those abilities with focus and practice. And I would challenge you, if you don't believe that's true, to really take time in the next week and see if there's been a time that you go, oh, I'm not supposed to take a right turn here. Or if you just kind of have this inner dialogue that guides you somewhere that you pretty much ignore or put down. Pay attention to it, focus on it, and it will grow because that is your intuition. The next myth, we have zero control over the what's and when's and where's of psychic messages. Well, again, I call BS on this. Our free will is sovereign over all else because we're in this meat suit. We're a spirit in a meat suit. So even when we enlist the help of our angels or guides, we have to be specific and ask. But back to psychic messages. We are in control of what and when and where we receive messages. So how do I know that? Well, when you were a child, did you experience something supernatural that scared you into locking down your intuition, shushing your gifts, and shoving them away? Let's take a breath and just release that fear on the exhale. It's time to shift perspective about that vulnerable moment. You were not a failure for shutting off your gifts. No, in fact, quite the opposite. You proved you were strong enough to turn off your psychic gifts 
for years. That takes major intuitive muscles and endurance. So now as you begin to open up those gifts again, know first that you've already proven you have the strength, the concentration, and innate skills to control the on and off switch of intuition. Second, your skills did not lessen because you didn't use them. Yeah, I said the unspeakable, right? You were afraid of that. I know, I was afraid of that as well. So does the tread on your running shoes wear out by sitting in your closet unused? No. Okay, maybe a better analogy is to see tapping into intuition as a radio. And like a radio that's been sitting on a shelf unused for years, the radio, once plugged in, will switch on and work just as well now as then. There's a subtle perspective shift when we think of intuition as a radio, and I think it's an important one. It reminds us that we are the operator of that radio. You are the operator of your intuitive radio. You decide when to switch it on and off. You decide what stations you'd like to listen to. Country, talk radio, pop, sports talk. In the intuitive world, those stations are frequencies. And that station tuning is you asking your angels, guides, spirits, and energies that you allow to be there with you to find positive, light energies that may need to convey a message or simply to be acknowledged so they may cross over. I heard another psychic um, explanation about this. He said his calling card is the frequency of unconditional love and only energies that vibrate with that specific frequency can communicate with him. I absolutely love that. So before you begin to reopen those intuitive gifts, make sure you have a pen and paper handy to take notes as things come to you, whether it's part of the process that you'd like to change for yourself, or it's a message, or it's a random word or a random visual that comes through your brain. A friend of the show, the phenomenal Miss Molly Knows, reminds us to enlist Sage, when we decide the time is right to turn on our psychic radios. Sage stands for spirits, ancestors, guides, and energies. You can say spirits, angels, guides, and energies. Ask for their protection and guidance at the onset because intuition requires the use of the same muscles as daydreaming. Picture yourself turning on that intuition radio now ready to receive a message from an energy that is a frequency that is similar to yours, that frequency of unconditional love, if you choose. Loving, peaceful, light. What does a message feel like? How does it sound? Different than the regular voice that chatters in our heads. Clearer, maybe. A burst. It can cause the hairs to rise up on your arms or your skin to tingle. Write what you heard in your mind, what you sensed. Add smells or sensations. Any emotions that bubble up, make a note of them. Longing, confusion, love, add those to your notes. Ask the energy or spirit if there's anything else and wait. 
Then when you're met with silence or are feeling physically done, say thank you. Tell all the energies you are turning off your intuitive radio. Picture turning the radio knob off. And finally, thank your sage, your spirits, angels, guides, and energies for protecting you. This radio imagery is important because you are in control of when and how long you want to receive information. It's not healthy for us to be open to all energies all of the time. It can cause us to become physically ill, emotionally drained. Also, that jump scare moment you experienced as a child, the radio method prevents the energies from surprising you. You're teaching energies that there is a protocol. It's like finishing school. Surprising you is not only rude, but it is unacceptable. You control the time and the place for the messages. Going deeper, you can tell the energies that you will receive information from five feet away. As an example, um, I spoke with somebody recently that said that when they were in a space to receive messages, they, the spirit liked to whisper in their ear behind them, which is kind of creepy, right? I mean, you want to be face to face so you can, Add that to your retinue of rules of operation, and that becomes the gospel. That's what they have to abide by if they want to have a message received by you. That physical space tip is thanks to my soul sister, Molly Hudson. You know her from the Sister Irenita episode. She taught me to set a perimeter as well as define a spiritual no-go zone, like, say, your bedroom and bathroom if you choose. No one likes being snuck up on and surprised, especially when they're guard, their um, spiritual armor may be down when they're in bed or showering off. In fact, all the time, but especially when our intuitive gifts are open, we need to be mindful of keeping our energy positive. Surprises cause us to put up our defenses, and that's more of a negative vibration. Vibrating negatively can attract more negativity. But enough of that. Um, Avoid all that by telling the spirits in a kind but forceful way to back off. Explain your rule five feet away, or whatever you choose, because we are the operators of that intuitive radio. Us, not them. Boundaries are good. They are healthy, and they are necessary. Anyone, energy, or a physical person that squirms at your boundaries is telling you something icky about them. As you sit in the quiet, listening for messages, I'm reminded of an evidential medium from England who said, be quick to confirm a word or image. Do not think. State it immediately. Do not build a story around it. Get information. Pass it along ASAP. She said, like an infection, the longer we hold a message, the more we infect it with ourselves. And that resonated so deeply with me. This came from Hannah McIntyre, who was a recent guest on the Skeptic Metaphysicians podcast. I've linked to that specific episode in the show notes, and I highly recommend listening to it. 
If you seek to enhance your intuition and clarify psychic abilities, there are crystals and metals that can help you. They are amethyst, adventuring, citrine, emerald, fluorite, lapis lazuli, moonstone, and tiger eye. Carry them in your pocket or keep them on your person like near you when you're having a session. From the Good Witches Guide by Sean Robbins and Charity Bedell, they share three oil combinations. Um, they're kind of like recipes that can enhance your intuition before any psychic work, whether it be tarot, divining, dream interpretation, you name it. The first is called spirituality. So combine five drops frankincense oil with five drops myrrh oil and add one quarter cup of a carrier oil. The second is called meditation, and it may bring you closer to your pets, like in the present time. Combine one tablespoon dried catnip with five drops chamomile oil, five drops sandalwood oil, and three quarter cup of carrier oil. Third is called psychic awareness. Combine two teaspoons dried marigold with five whole dried bay leaves five drops lemongrass oil and mix those into three quarter cup carrier oil. Great carrier oils include coconut, almond, avocado, jojoba, or olive oils. Um, And for all the aromatherapy recipes, the authors of the book say to pour the mix into a bottle, tighten the lid, then mix while concentrating on what you want the oil to do best. Then when you need to harness that power or enhance your abilities, just bump up your confidence, you can smell that oil or dab some on a nearby stone or the inside of your wrist. I also, because carrier oils are really important since we're smelling it, we're inhaling it, we're um, possibly putting it on our skin, I have a link to an or um, a site that sends you to all these places to get organic carrier oils. So as you venture to open up and strengthen those atrophied psychic muscles, take the advice of physical therapists everywhere and go slow. Work on those muscles on a consistent schedule, a bit more every day. Look back often at your notes and acknowledge the journey, the progress, and by doing so, you are telling your intuition that you are listening. So here's a quick recap of the tips. Begin with releasing energies that are not yours and collecting up the scattered bits of yourself. And I shared my earth, air, fire, water exercise, but any chakra cleansing and clearing meditation will do the trick. Next, invite your sage, spirits, angels, ancestors, guides, and energies in. Then state your ground rules. Next, say you are open for business, then listen, take notes, and acknowledge. See where your intuition and spirit leads you. When you decide, thank the spirits and tell them you are closed for business. Thank and release your guides and angels. If I had to guess, the one thing that might be making you feel uh, insecure, maybe, about opening up again I would guess it's the uncertainty about spiritual protections. Karen Rontowski, 
A friend of this show and her teacher, Tommy, have offered a spiritual protection class on a sliding scale. I'm talking from $0 to as much as you want to spend. She's even generously offered to provide that information for free if you email her. I found the course to be engaging, quick, easy, and it helped me to have more confidence in my spiritual protection practices. So go to KarenRontowski.com or follow the link in the show notes and take that class. Thanks for listening to Curious Cat. Be sure to enjoy our growing catalog of shows. And if you've got a topic we haven't covered yet, please email the show at curious underscore cat underscore podcast at iCloud.com. Turn your eyes to the skies, podcast family, because we are set for an astro blast into season four this fall. Until next time, stay curious. I love you. Many people are unaware just how much hypnotherapy can help them or think it's only to help lose weight or quit smoking. But there is so much more hypnotherapy can do. It can help with stress, anxiety, insomnia, phobias, performance enhancement, connecting with your spirit guides and higher self. You can even discover past lives and your life between lives. Heal traumas, break habits, find your deepest truth, or just have fun discovering who you really are, all from the comfort of your home. I'm Monique Pliakis. I'm a certified hypnotherapist, and I want to help you. Schedule a free consult by going to www.innerstandingshypnosis.com. That's I-N-N-E-R-S-T-A-N-D-I-N-G-S-H-Y-P-N-O-S-I-S.com. Understandings Hypnosis. Find your power and ignite your inner light.